0: kind of at the heart of this, I'll say from our business is to maintain those relationships with our partners mm-hmm. um, that have been there for us and to continue establishing additional future partnerships with organizations that we may not have thought of before. And so that that kind of always shifts a little bit. Um, there's different partnerships that we Just, yeah, I I think as I've kind of just said, I I just didn't think that we would necessarily grapple on to. And so having this time, it's really opened up our thinking a little bit more and throwing that playbook out the window has kind of allowed us to look at, I think, as you said, kind of the bigger picture in a different way and really take that approach. You know, it's to say that there's a step-by-step, right now there's kind of, there's not almost, you know, every time I kind of want to put a process in place and say, all right, we're going to do X, you know, first, and then we're going to do why, and then we're going to do, you know, the next step on Um it, I always get disappointed in some ways. And so, yeah, I you feel had, I was
1: gonna say, do you feel like you have to shoot from the hip a lot?
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. That becomes a lot of days. And I feel like now I'm, kind of, I'm more used to it, that I'm really embracing it, and I enjoy it. And um it, in some ways, we've kind of, we're not really a normal corporate business anymore. We're really independent entrepreneurs of our own independent hotel and really quite exciting, I would say.
1: Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, Slick Talkers. This is a podcast you don't wanna miss. I got to interview Marcus, which is with the Sheraton Grand Hotel in Chicago. They have over 1,200 rooms. I'm telling you, 1,200 rooms. So this really took me back to my beginning days in hospitality when I first started. I worked for an autograph collection with Marriott, had over 700 rooms, so not as big, but it really does bring me back to the time when I started. And so getting to talk to Marcus, really about how COVID-19 has impacted them as a big convention and event corporate hotel to what they're doing now to pivot. And when we say the word pivot, maybe trying new things, getting a little creative that may have not worked pre-COVID, but now do work and make sense. So this is a really exciting episode. I'm super glad to be able to join him he just brings such a cool um just perspective and dynamic to the show great conversation tune in back to the episode
0: right now he's kind of like the joe rogan of the hospitality industry right now
1: all right everybody welcome back to slick talk the hospitality podcast i'm your host will slickers and today i have a cool and amazing opportunity to interview Marcus, who is with the Sheraton and uh, Chicago, correct?
0: Yeah. Good afternoon. Nice to see you. Well.
1: Yes, you as well. And I'm super excited because you are the director of marketing and sales, and uh, this is kind of a unique opportunity for um, the podcast. You know, we do a lot of vacation rental stuff and a lot of uh, hotels, but to actually interview somebody that's on the ground in the middle of the pandemic, especially in a big city like Chicago. Um, it's pretty cool. So I'm excited to have you on the show and get to pick your brain a little bit and see where where the conversation will lead with, you know, just the the shift in hospitality, especially, especially with big name brand, uh, like the Sheraton. So again, thank you for being on the show, my man. How are you guys doing in Chicago?
0: Yeah, doing all right. You know, we're, we're kind of in the last I feel like a uh, week of summer here. It's a uh, great temperature outside and yeah just in, enjoying Chicago right now um, but as you said there's a there's a lot going on the, the pandemic has certainly impacted our business so excited to uh, share a little bit about that and how it's impacting our our business and have some good conversation
1: perfect yeah me too so Marcus let's dive in I always love to just get into the meat of the episode and yeah. who you are so who is Marcus what do you do and how did you get to where you are today
0: Awesome. Yeah, uh, jump right in. So as as you said, uh, I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for the hotel. So here at the Sheridan Grand Chicago, I'm responsible for overseeing all sales and marketing efforts. Um, we're about $120 million business. So um, really my responsibility falls on achieving that annual revenue for the hotel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I mentioned to you at one point earlier on, you know, sometimes when people Uh, when I tell people what I do, they say, oh, so you, you book weddings (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, you know, in some regard, yes, that's certainly one avenue. Uh, we love to host, uh, large weddings here at the hotel, but we also, uh, work with a lot of large associations and hosting annual events, big exhibitions. Um, but then you also, we have such a, uh, great location here in downtown Chicago that we're really ideal and prime location for leisure travel and business Mm -hmm. travel. So uh, there's a lot of different avenues um, of ways that we reach and help to support people through their means of travel.
1: Yeah. And just to give the um, Slick Talkers a perspective of the property, how big is your property? Rooms, square footage, event space, you know, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. So 1,218 rooms. We're one of the largest hotels here in Chicago and a little over hundred and twenty five thousand square feet of as event space, so as i said wow. we can we can do events uh as large as up to four thousand people uh, a little bit wow. different right now in these days yeah. you know, uh we're on the fifty person uh uh limit, but can't wait to get back to getting people intentionally close again someday soon
1: yes, yeah, and with the the right you know procedures in place and mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's so crazy, and especially with big spaces I think. You know, we, we talk so much on the show about vacation rentals and hotels and all these like certain things that have been impacted by the, the virus and and just the way the new norm is. But we, mm-hmm. I don't think we actually talk about like the much like the, the wedding venues and the, the places that people gather, you know, uh, yeah. you know, there's there's gathering places like lobbies and restaurants, but legit gathering spaces like an event yeah. space or convention center or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that honestly is taking the biggest impact from this whole thing.
0: Yeah, it really has. You know, through all the uh crises, in some ways, I think if that's the right way to describe it, that have happened over the decades, there's never been one quite like this that has mm-hmm. uh prevented us from being able to be close to one another. Mm-hmm. Um most of the you know, situations that have impacted our business have been more primarily financially driven. And so it's you know caused a little bit of a, a bump but this you know restricting us being able to meet and get together has has certainly took a big toll that i don't think that uh people quite realized how big of an impact the hospitality yeah. industry has on our especially here in the united states our our economy
1: yeah seriously the economy and just our neighborhood in general yeah you think about chicago yeah. as a whole that's a big city with a lot of people
0: yeah.
1: and um that's a lot of jobs that's a lot of Um, families and mouths to feed and yeah yeah. and so it's it really does take a big impact especially on our neighborhood and our our local area. Um, I do want to ask so like, kind of what how did you get into the industry like how did you start off in hospitality and then what does your journey look like leading up from your beginning to where you are?
0: Yeah so uh, you know I'll say I in some ways I feel like I've always been a little bit in some form of hospitality. I grew up on a farm um, Mm -hmm. in Iowa, and we were an all-organic farm, raised, grew, everything that was part of our kind of sustainable living. Um, And through that, I, as a a young kid, I've always had a passion. Through that, uh, uh, I had an aspiration to become a chef. Um, So, for college, I moved out here to Chicago, um, went into culinary school, class was, I remember one of my first classes was from 4 a.m. all the way until 11 p.m. Uh, oh, wow. I was like, whoa, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, this isn't what I was expecting. Um, and so I, I kind of shifted gears a little bit in terms of my thinking, like, man, do I, do I really want to do this as a career? Because they, yeah. I think, really gave a great introduction into truly what, um Chefs go through you know, a lot of long days, a lot of long hours. Yeah. Um, well,
1: with that kind of schedule, you don't have any time you by the time you get home, you have an hour to sleep.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. If you don't brush your teeth water. and get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up I ended up getting uh an internship at the Hill in Chicago at the front desk. Uh, great iconic hotel here in Chicago, another large hotel, 1544 rooms, and oh. um was really exposed to a different side i'll say of hospitality working at the front desk interacting with guests and i i think just my personality i enjoyed that interaction i enjoyed serving others um and i was really starting to learn a little bit more about hospitality and and the different businesses that you can pursue and I I worked at that hotel. Had the pleasure of working at that hotel through college, and ended up. Can I ask how old you were when you first started the internship? Yeah, I was twenty-one. Uh, twenty-one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, twenty-one. Um, and I I worked there. Yeah, as I said, for all throughout college. Eventually moved around to some of the other key departments within the hotel, and upon graduation I went into a management trainee role and through that at the very end I ended in sales um Mm. had a mentor at the time that uh had given me a essentially a list and said hey you know just go make some cold calls and I was a little bit intimidated in some ways and you know what am I supposed to say and uh, he gave me a few points and I kind of just hit the ground running and I enjoyed it and he saw an opportunity in me and um helped get me my first job into sales. Uh, At the time, I was working for the Hiltons of Chicago, representing six really terrific properties here in Chicago. Um, Yeah, and I kind of haven't looked back since. My my career has just kind of catapulted since that point. And um, since then, I've, I've had an opportunity to work for some amazing hotels. I've opened hotels all around the country worked for independent hotels, luxury, lifestyle, Um, but for the most part, most of my career has resided uh, with the exception of a few stints in New York and Miami. Most of my career has been here in Chicago. Wow. See,
1: I I love what you said about a mentor who kind of really took you in. I think from like just my own personal experience in the industry, there's not that, there's not much of that. Um, Yeah. Uh, relationship, like the the type of kind of take you under my wing. So that's really cool. I think we need, we need to see more of that. And obviously it worked because here you are today. So that's that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, I do want to ask now, with the current position you're in, mm-hmm. why have you chosen to stay in hospitality and what does, um, you know, hospitality really mean to you?
0: Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I've thought about what would I do if I were to leave? hospitality. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in in some ways, choosing the path of sales, I remember one of the reasons that I continued going down this path of sales is because I feel like it's one of those, I guess, you could say skill sets or disciplines um, that is transferable to many other industries. Sales is in a lot of Mm -hmm. different organizations. So I've always thought, you know, if I if the industry comes crashing down, well, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, I could, you know, pick up and, and go somewhere else. But, you know, here we are and I I still couldn't see myself leaving hospitality. Um, yeah. You know, having the opportunity to work with um, not only so many different people, as we were talking about, you know, hotels, especially of this magnitude, we employ thousands of people and, I love the the interaction that I've been able to have and working with people and moving around the country mm-hmm. and working with so many different industries. And in some ways, you know, while we're not, I think people often say, you know, we're not necessarily changing lives, but we are, I think, in having an impact on creating really Imp- whether it's you know helping a business thrive or creating really special moments even when it comes mm-hmm. down to something like a wedding or somebody planning yeah, yeah. <laughs> a trip yeah. you know those are things that i like to be a part of i like to be a part of building that story yeah. for other people um that I, I think that's why i've chosen to stay in it i'll yeah. just take a pause there yeah no i was going to say
1: the you man I, it's like, I've known you my whole life. I feel like this is like, cause when I first started the the show, I've been saying, you know, I wish I got into, I started, you know, five years ago in the industry and I wish I started sooner because it you, it does expose you to other industries, sales, customer service, yeah. security, yep. accounting. There's so many things that you can do um, in the hospitality world that you can take away and apply to any other industry almost. Yep. And so I, yeah, I wish I got into it younger, but at the same time, it's like, it's so, it's so broad. And if you do it right and you plan and you can really make something and now you're preaching to the choir about the moments thing, because that's like, there's so many moments that we encounter throughout a day, whether we're at a hotel or not, just with people like randomly on the street or just walking, um, you know, doing whatever with family, friends, et cetera. Uh, There's so many moments that we miss out on because we don't take the opportunity to really just be like, Hey, this person said something that kind of referenced this. Maybe they're not feeling really great about that. How can I make this better? And um, we we probably process that and internalize it really quickly. And then we're on to the next thing. But the moment we take like that opportunity to start like, okay, before I move on, before I I, I internalize this thought that somebody else is feeling something and I can do something to do better or like make it better or make a moment. Um, We talk about like the big life picture things, you know, getting married and having kids and starting a family career job whatever um those are big moments those are of course are celebrated but i think the moment we take the moments Mm -hmm. that are little um we really make a huge impact and that could be literally just um a fun story i like to tell as a a guest of mine from right when i was brand new in the industry brand new front desk agent similar property marriott 716 rooms yep not as not 1200 but you know a good (laughs) chunk and uh yeah, and uh he was visiting his daughter in hospice. And it was a very unfortunate, you know, situation. He was very much in his late, I would say late 70s, early 80s. Mm. Um and we the he needed to extend his uh, his reservation by a night or two, but the senior discount rate wasn't available via online. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um I was told, you know, we weren't allowed to adjust rates. We had to go through this like there's all these policies and procedures, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Um and yeah, I got not a slap on the wrist, but more of like a, Hey, next time you're going to do a rate adjustment, let us know, yeah. uh type conversation, but really just taking the opportunity. Like he was explaining, you know, I really like, I don't have much. I just am here to yeah. see my daughter and kind of say goodbye. And so, um, being able to do something very simple, very, very simple, you know, take 20 bucks off a night or whatever, oh, um, man. can really make a huge difference. And I, rem- I will remember him forever because of, every day that he stayed with us he would yeah. continue to come up and he bought me a coffee he just was very thankful and very you know it it was a hard situation that just a little you know just a little moment that i was able yeah. to create really made the difference
0: to your point i think not only you know do you that's it kind of almost just gives me i'll say first shivers hearing that because yeah. there's those are truly great moments like you described yeah um but I'm sure that not only are you remembering that, but I'm sure he remembers that. And to your yeah. point, you know, something so small, um, $20 is, is probably, mm-hmm. you know, potentially had such a big impact on him yeah. as well, that I'm sure that he still looks back and was thankful for being able to, you know, if it was being able to afford the opportunity to be there, to mm-hmm. also create a moment of his own, yeah. um, goes a long way. And yeah, I mean, I, I agree, man. I feel like we we have known each other for a while. We're kind of yeah, long distance cousins in some ways. Exactly. It's like
1: we're hospitality brothers for sure. I feel it. No, it's just, yeah. I I love that you said that it really does. That's the whole purpose of the show. That's the whole purpose of I think why a lot of us do what we do. Um, Hospitality never gets the spotlight it really deserves when it comes to those little moments and the special relationships. I'm pretty sure you and a bunch of your staff and even myself and a bunch of friends I know, I still have relationships with guests that have been yep. repeat guests and yeah. very loyal. And absolutely. we built those connections with, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, very important. So I'm glad you said that. Cause it really does. Yeah. It gives me like all, yeah, all goosebumps. And yeah. So that's good stuff, man. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to get really, cause this is like the whole, not the whole purpose of the, the, the episode today, but, um, to really dive into the impact of COVID nineteen on wow. especially such a large hotel and city in for you guys. Um mm-hmm. so it's a hard topic, man. Like it's mm-hmm. there's no I don't think there's any easy way to go about it, especially because a lot of segments of hospitality have been able to recover. Um, mm-hmm. maybe some even uh have doubled or tripled in 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 business and revenue and other areas. So it's like a blessing and a curse for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um So as a large hotel, how has COVID-19
0: impacted your business? Yeah, you know, in so many different ways. So, um, you know, first of all, I think as we've been just kind of talking about, uh, well, I guess I'll start off in saying the hotel closed back in March. Um, Mm -hmm. Like a lot of hotels, there was only in Chicago, a few hotels that remained open to be kind of almost essential um, in providing housing, whether it was... Uh, families that have been impacted by the pandemic or essential travel. And most of that essential travel at that time period back in April and May um, was primi- primi- primarily um, mm-hmm. medical professionals or um, government workers of, of some sort. Um, since then, I think as we've seen even all around the country, Travel has slowly started to pick back up a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but for us, we have continued to remain closed because there's just not quite enough for as mm-hmm. i said being a, a, a hotel of twelve hundred rooms um, for it to make for it to make sense for us to open financially um, you know, we, there's an occupancy. rush or I'll say kind of minimum that we're really evaluating for for it to make sense but um, as a result of that you know yeah there's a lot of people that have been um, impacted so that's I think first and foremost um, you know my heart goes out to because we're not the only ones there's still I think uh, at least I think 30-ish hotels that uh, continue to remain closed here in Mm -hmm. Chicago Um, and even the hotels that are open you know they're not Running at full capacity, and so that impact is just is trickling down in so many ways. Um, so that's, I would say, the one of the main ways that it's impacted us. Um, as we as we look forward, though, I, I, I think it's you know what we look at in terms of the size of our hotel. We know that as we we come out of this, you know, the the financial impact that, that this pandemic is having on our business, um, we do see that potentially. Uh, at some point, the the sheer size of us does become a little bit of a benefit. We know that, you know, as fast as we got out, of, came into this, it'll be a little bit of a, a slow return out of it, as we're seeing right now. And when we get to that point of reopening, you know, we see the ability to be able to um, allow people to very comfortably spread spread apart, um, mm-hmm. given the sheer size of our business will. Um, allow it out, allow us to come out of this and capitalize on that a little bit more um, or whether that's the ability of how we manage different floors with the guest mm-hmm. rooms um, and allowing people to gather in, in different pockets of the hotel um, yeah. those are all things that we certainly do think about but um, yeah you know like I said I think it's just unfortunate the way that it's impacted people's livelihood really that's the, the sure. key of it and um, you know it's it's probably just even worth noting um, that the trickle-down effect of that as well is you have these uh, these large associations that have had to also postpone and cancel their events, and and those associations bringing people together sometimes in some cases is the largest revenue generating or the largest source of revenue for that business um and so they're not able to operate either um and that kind of that kind of plays out in every different industry that uses in some ways a hotel yeah
1: no exactly and i was gonna say i was always curious i thought about this you know late at night when i'm thinking of hotel stuff uh when i shouldn't be i should be sleeping but um (laughs) uh like strategically shutting down rooms offline like taking x amount of rooms you know spread off of your your map and Uh, you guys especially came into mind and it's just like, well, is there a way that strategically you could hit the occupancy number that you need not to go negative or red in operation costs, um, but also strategically having these rooms and floor plans and combinations of whatever open up. And, but I think you made a good point. It's just right now it probably just doesn't make sense. I don't, you know, with, with how big Chicago is, um, you know, with, I just think a lot of, maybe this is just my thinking, but like tourism mindset, I don't want to go to a big city with COVID. You want to go on like on the outskirts or the, you know, the countryside or whatever. Um, So it's, there's a lot of things that I'm pretty sure you guys even thought 20 Mm -hmm. times over as well. Um, So that, yeah, that's very, very interesting and unfortunate for obvious reasons, but I want to ask as well, what are the steps that you guys are taking from this impacted, uh, uh, COVID-19 has impacted on the business um, and willing to like, I guess the adapt, uh, the adaptability for for your guys' future?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're, it's um, in some ways, I think it's, it's nice that I, what we're trying to find, I think, in the silver lining of all this, of being mm-hmm. closed is that it does give us I think kind of to what you were saying, an opportunity to really think about how we can successfully um, operate the business in a new way that we mm-hmm. just were never forced to do so previously. Um, and we've we've looked at, we've mapped out, uh, especially as we know that events will resume at some point, and mm-hmm. you know, as particularly as we're really looking kind of targeting next year, um, we're having a lot of, I will say very thoughtful conversations with our partners in ways that, again, we can kind of capitalize on the sheer size of our space and spread people apart. Um, Not to ask
1: if, uh, have you guys thought of a virtual route at all? Like most companies?
0: Yeah, we have, you know, there's um, the thing for us, there's, there's uh, purely virtual. There's, there's no really revenue generation for us. Mm -hmm. It's not a business that we're necessarily in, at least as an individual hotel. Yeah. Um But we know that that is a part, and that actually, to be honest, has always been a part of our business we've always had um clients that have had some type of virtual component it's mm-hmm. just now it's becoming a little bit of a bigger picture so in some ways we we already were we have always been prepared for that virtual piece mm-hmm. um it's how do we bring those together because um, within you know, human. Yes, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And and knowing that, in some cases, you know, an example to probably give is that there's customers that we're talking to that want to bring together a few hundred people. However, uh, the current state and city guidelines are no more than fifty people. But we have a tremendous amount of breakout space. Our ballroom divides into several separate separate sections. So, can we do? a little bit of a almost in-person virtual experience where you can still bring people together under one roof, but they're in different areas of the hotel during yeah. their stay. And how do we operationally manage something like that? Very um, hybrid,
1: very exactly. hybrid method. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That's probably I think that's what I see is one of the key ways that we're continuing to adapt is how we do that in person and just expand the need the virtual needs that are a little bit larger now with this yeah this i feel like hybrid is one of those kind of key phrases that we use these days
1: yeah no that's exactly like the, i think it's i've always liked the word hybrid but now like seeing it applied you're like okay this is cool like yeah it's yep. it's high i think i'd rather be a hybrid than a one or the other type deal yep. you know like i think yep. i think it gives you a, a bunch of flexibility so that's A very true true phrase um i also want to know so planning for the future so kind of going off this hybrid thing um but then also how do you guys how do you with i think there's a lot of uncertainty with covid19 when whether there's a a vaccine or no vaccine or you know Mm -hmm. the country just opens up and we just continue to do masks and safe distance and hand sanitization and whatever um whatever that may look like with so much uncertainty, how do you even plan for the future? How do you even, uh, especially I think um, I want to make a comment off of something you, you said as well and a little bit previously, but um, you know, taking this time of slowness, right. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us uh, in March and April had a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. Nobody was going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things have picked up. Like obviously I'm in Mexico or like, you know, people are, you know, going places. um, But how can, so with this downtime that you have, how can you and your team, um, with whoever is still, you know, active in, in the hotel right now, how are you guys planning for the future, especially with the uncertainty that's, you know, kind of mingling yeah. above us?
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You know, just taking time to, I, I guess maybe what I, what I first want to touch on, because as we talk about our brand, um, and as that relates to everything that's gone on in the world, like, there's... There's so many different things that have hap- or are happening right now and have happened in the world that have impacted people personally and professionally, um, and so I, I think what we're kind of seeing with that is that people's ideas have changed, mm-hmm. and um, we consider ourselves an extension of. Yeah, somebody's business and how they accomplish their goals. And so we're really taking time right now to listen and understand, um, empathize with businesses and our individual travelers. And I, I think it's gonna be quite some time, and we have a little bit of that benefit just knowing that we're gonna be closed for a little while to reformulate and build a different type of marketing plan, a different tone of voice. Um, because I, it's, it's not just the pandemic, right? There's, I think people's, um, attitudes have just shifted because they've had time to have so much self-reflection to your point. Um, and so that's really part of what we're doing is taking time to reflect, staying informed, um, building good partnerships. I, I, you know, we're even looking at other businesses that, um, have been impacted and how we can partner with them, staying, I'll say a little bit more in contact with our tourism partners, um, our local and national partners, and, and really just having a lot of good active conversation um, about how we can evolve as a business. And uh, I'm excited to, excited to share more on that and excited to reintroduce the hotel into the market into a, a new and exciting way at, at some point when it's safe to do so. Yes, of course.
1: <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I think it's cool, especially going into the the local approach, you know, um, as we mentioned, you know, this has affected not only the industry, but it's affected your neighborhood. It's affected um, the, the businesses around you, the people in the city, the people that are employed by hotels and um, you know, just the overall economy, but the ecosystem. And I mm-hmm. think when you, when we look internally um, again, like it's, I, I, you know, the podcast, I deal with people all over the world and and we talk about different markets and different things, but I've seen the big commonality is the moment we focus on the internal ecosystem as in like our, let's say block radius or a little bit out further and a little further and a little further Mm -hmm. and expands a little bit more. um, Then once we can, once we get that in sync and aligned and, and very, I guess, like you said, collaborative or, you know, collaborative or partnered. Um, then that reach that you have for the the bigger scale really does have a big big impact, especially because you're creating value when you have yeah. those partnerships. Yep. Um, it's not just you alone; it's you linked up with a bunch of you know badasses that are in the industry or space that are, you know are really bringing value to each other yeah. and to to the clients or the guests. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um, so now the hard question really comes into how do you prioritize, you know, prioritize this? How do you pr- prioritize the steps um, leading into the future? Um, I think we, I'm guilty of this hundred uh, percent, talk about the big picture or talk about mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do, but how do you mm-hmm. prioritize the steps leading up to it and then start taking action on them?
0: Yeah. We've, we, in some ways, the, the quote unquote playbook, I think that we've operated by, we've had to throw that out the window. Um, you yeah. know, yeah, we, I remember we were, even at the beginning of this, I remember sitting down thinking, okay, you know what, we're closed, but at most this uh, this pandemic is only going to have an impact. We're going to be back open. We're going to be back to you know business as usual by May, June. Got to May, <laughs> June. That certainly wasn't the case. And we were still <laughs> thinking, all right, you know what? Uh, by August, we're still going to be there. Well, you know, we're we're now we almost in october. Yeah, September heading into October. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, I think all of those normal expectations that we've been used to having, we've kind of thrown those out the window. Um, and we're really just being, you know, very patient in the way that we're approaching this. We're we're at least using I'll, I'll say kind of the data that we have now that we've been able to gather um, to make a plan, but that plan is really changing every Mm -hmm. day. And the priority at at kind of at the heart of this, I'll say from our business is to maintain those relationships with our partners Mm -hmm. um, that have been there for us and to continue establishing additional future partnerships um, with organizations that we may not have thought of before. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that kind of always shifts a little bit. Um, there's different partnerships that we just, yeah, I, I think as I've kind of just said, it, I, I just didn't think that we would necessarily grapple onto. And so having this time, it's really opened up our thinking a little bit more and throwing that playbook out the window has kind of allowed us to look at, I think, as you said, kind of the bigger picture in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and really take that approach you know it's to say that there's a step-by-step it, it, right now there's kind of there's not almost you know it, yeah every time I kind of want to put a process in place and say all right we're going to do x you know first and then we're going to do y and then we're going to do you know the next step on um, it I always get disappointed in some ways and so yeah, I feel, had, I was gonna
1: say, do you feel like you have to shoot from the hip a lot?
0: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That becomes a lot of days, and I feel like now I'm kind. Of, I'm more used to it. That I'm really embracing it, and I enjoy it. And um, it, in some ways, we've kind of we're not really a normal corporate business anymore. We're really independent entrepreneurs yeah. um, of our own independent hotel, and yeah. that's really quite exciting. I would say.
1: No, that, that's very true. And I think it takes on such a new meaning of literally tackling the day. So like, yeah. you know, people, when you say that you have a bad day, there's always tomorrow and tomorrow yeah. you give it your best and you do the same thing over and over again. Um, I think it really takes on a whole new meaning of that. But then also, like you said, it gives you the creativity. It's like, okay, how mm-hmm. can I make today so beneficial that when I wake up tomorrow, I can ride off that and continue the chain and continue yeah. just taking it a day at a time. Yeah. Um, and I think there's going to be my personal excitement for like this whole thing with hotels at your size, independent boutiques, vacation rentals, restaurants, anybody in the hospitality space um, is the, the growth. I can't wait yeah. to see the growth and I can't I wait yeah. to see. Um, this is something we say all the time with other guests on the show, but like the bad providers in the space, you know, that don't, have that standard of expectation, whether Mm -hmm. it's guest service or cleaning procedures or whatever Mm -hmm. um, will most likely fade from the, from Mm -hmm. this, which then, you know, opens up the market to a whole new opportunity. But then the ones that do succeed and do really well at all these things and set the standard and set the tone and become the innovators of the space Mm -hmm. are really going to come out on top. And I'm, I'm excited to, it sounds like from everything you guys are saying, it's like, I can't wait until, you know, six months a year down the road, I'm gonna be calling you up and like, Hey, so yeah. how's it going? How's it going Being be on the Absolutely. other side of the uh, other side of the tunnel as yeah. one of the winners, you know? So yeah. especially with the entrepreneur mindset, I think it's going to open up so many opportunities for the industry as itself. When we embrace it as a, well, the mindset of we've been doing this for 20 years, why would we change now to, okay, we've been doing this for 20 years and none of that matters now. So how can we, yeah. how can we set the tone for the next 20?
0: Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well said. So, yeah, it th- that's gonna be the fun part. I think we get to, we could geek yeah.
0: out about that for hours. But oh yeah. I think yeah. we'll be having a a whole new conversation. Maybe in person, right? We'll <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll reconnect in some ways. Um, yes. and we'll be able to have a really exciting conversation about yeah, the path that we went through and what we're doing yeah. in the future.
1: No, exactly. I, this is totally off topic, but I it's a big goal, big picture for the podcast. I wanna do a podcast tour and yeah. visit every oh, single one of the guests and do yeah. like, all right. Let's do what? Where are they now? Type thing. I think yeah. it would be fun. So I think oh, yeah. definitely adding you guys to that list for sure. Absolutely, be, would love to. Yeah, meet my hospitality brother.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like I said, you know the the term I use now, or that I always think about that quote unquote. I feel like, yeah, this uh, almost this motto that I have is I can't wait to be you know, intentionally close, having a glass of wine, just yeah intentionally together yes so, yes um yeah that'll be fun well let's let's put it on the books it'll happen all right some point.
1: well let's just say a year from now and we'll we'll fire from the hip how about that
0: yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well marcus man it's truly been a pleasure like getting to know you with our pre-chats and emails and of course now recording uh, yeah. i think you you set a really calm tone and a really like good perspective on everything. I definitely am normally like a little bit louder in the podcast. I'm like, da da. da, da, da. But you really okay. kind of like, I don't know, you just bring a calm essence to the show. Uh, so nice. I I am really I'm really excited to uh again keep in contact and do um, more of what you guys are doing. Um but for all the podcast listeners out there I really highly encourage you go check out the Sheraton Grand Chicago Hotel. I will link everything in the show notes. I'll make sure to even connect with Marcus on LinkedIn. I'll get that in the show notes as well. We'll yeah. get everything. So if you guys have any questions, um, Marcus, if you have anything you want to put out for the audience, you're more than welcome. And if you have anything you want included in the show notes, we will do that as well, like your guys socials. So people can follow along and keep up to date with how you guys are doing. Perfect.
0: Yeah, please do. Just uh, uh, stay in touch. We're on uh, the social channels as well. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, our website, as you said, you'll link there. So um, you can stay informed and we'll be excited to hopefully welcome all of your listeners to the hotel at some point when we reopen. Yes. Yeah, so Slick
1: Talkers, stay tuned for you know an exciting announcement of them opening up again. Um, but yeah, Marcus, man, thank you again. I am yeah, super you. honored to have you on the show and um, yeah. We'll stay in touch.
0: Sounds good. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much for listening. We love your
1: support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.